What is the scariest story you know that is 100% true? Was working the evening shift at a gas station. Man comes in all disoriented. I go to help him out. He has a gash on his head and doesn't know where he was. I couldn't see any crashes around so assumed he had fallen or something. Normally we are supposed to stay inside the glass shielded register area whenever anyone is in the store. I, being a nice human being, went to help while calling the police slash EMS. They got there and checked him out. They thought his head may have been fractured. Took him to the ER. I went back to work. Cops stopped back by for some coffee a few hours later. They told me the guy got hit by a baseball bat trying to break into a little girl's bedroom and was wanted for rape and murder in two other states. I never left the register area at night again. Kudos to the slugger that hit him. You sending him to the ER probably helped with the police getting a hold of him. And even then, Op didn't know how he'd been injured. He just saw an injured person and his first reaction was to help him. That's definitely a good thing, even if the guy ended up being a filthy kitty rapist. Exactly. The vast majority of people are not murderers, rapists or pedophiles so the fact Op's instinct was to help a fellow human just proves that Op is probably a pretty good person. And even further, they aided in the capture of a dangerous criminal. They could have ignored it and kicked him out of the store, allowing the guy potentially continue to be a gross predator. The Lake Nuos disaster. The lake periodically belches a cloud of invisible carbon dioxide gas that suffocates everything within a 16-mile radius. In 1986, over 1,700 people and all their livestock died without even understanding what was happening to them. My science teacher in high school was in the Peace Corps and one of the first people to come across this village after it happened. He said it was so eerie because all the flies and mosquitoes had died and it was so silent. Just imagine swimming or standing near a lake and it just randomly starts fizzing like someone shook and opened a giant can of soda. That's basically what happened. Some lakes have fountains in them to prevent this from happening. I could not speak. I became unconscious. I could not open my mouth because then I smelled something terrible. I heard my daughter snoring in a terrible way, very abnormal. When crossing to my daughter's bed, I collapsed and fell. I was there till 9 o'clock in the Friday morning, until a friend of mine came and knocked at my door. I was surprised to see that my trousers were red, had some stains like honey. I saw some starchy mess on my body. My arms had some wounds. I didn't really know how I got these wounds. I opened the door. I wanted to speak. My breath would not come out. My daughter was already dead. I went into my daughter's bed, thinking that she was still sleeping. I slept till it was 4.30 p.m. in the afternoon, on Friday. Then, I managed to go over to my neighbor's houses. They were all dead, I decided to leave, because, most of my family was in Guam, I got my motorcycle, a friend whose father had died left with me, for, Guam, as I rode, through Nuos I didn't see any sign of any living thing, when I got to Guam, I was unable to walk, even to talk, my body was completely weak this is fucking nuts. The story of Mary Vincent always stands out to me. In 1978, 15-year-old Mary was hitchhiking. A man named Lawrence Singleton picked her up. He brutally raped her, and eventually made her get out of the car. She planned to run, but he noticed, and cut both her arms off. He threw her into a ditch-slash-ravine and left her to die. She packed her stumps with mud to stop the bleeding and spent all night crawling out. She eventually makes it to the highway and starts walking, naked and covered in blood. The first car that saw her sped away in fear. The second car was a couple on their honeymoon. They picked her up and she survived. 
What really upsets me most about this is that Singleton was released from jail for good behavior and went on to murder a different woman a few years later, Roxanne Hayes. The part of this story that fucked me up was she tried to run, he grabbed her by the arm and turned and hacked her with the hatchet. She said she watched as her dismembered arm clung to his forearm after he separated it. It wasn't just a ditch. It was a steep embankment where the highway had been built up, approximately 30 feet deep. She climbed up 30 steep, rocky feet after having her forearms chopped off and being brutally raped and survived. Bad. Ass. SSDGM. One of my friends had someone following her home, hiding in the bushes so they couldn't be seen. She booked it to her house, got inside, and he was watching the house from the outside. She called the cops. They come along quietly and got the jump on him. He had condoms, handcuffs, and a knife. When they got his DNA, it turned out that he was linked to a half dozen rapes in the area. She credits her regimen of running sprints to outrunning him that night and firmly believes she would have been raped if she couldn't outrun him then. Not trying to make light of the story or anything, but he actually had condoms? Never thought of a rapist doing protected sex. When my wife was growing up she made friends with all the local stray dogs. She was walking through the park on the way home from school and some dude started following her. When she sped up he did too. She got to where all the strays were and a couple of them excitedly ran up to meet her. The dude saw the strays and ran away. Your wife might be a Disney princess. I've did various martial arts for about 7 or 8 years. One of my instructors once said the best martial arts instructor you can get is a track coach, because it's better to not have to be in a fight at all.